This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. I, I do have a joke for you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I found an alien masturbating in my fridge the other day. Mm. And I looked at him and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he threw his hands up in the air and he went, I come in peas. Thanks, Christian. <laughs> I let you talk about your show. <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. It was on the tip of my tongue. Everybody and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name's Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. Here with another podcast that just talks about movies. Today's episode is brought to you by a very special episodes because nothing screams AIDS like Captain Planet. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Towner household where the hugs are free, but you have to pay for the heartwarming moments. Uh, <laughs> today's episode is all about television. Uh, but, uh, you know, as we usually do right off the hop, we're going to go into the things that we've seen this week. So we'll let Lucas field it first. Um, so go right ahead there, my friend. I watched a, a fun little movie. Not really a fun little movie. It was a nice little movie called Sunshine Cleaning. Ever heard of that one? No. Uh, I can't yeah. say I have. No, it's, it's on, it came out in 2008. It's on, just came out on Netflix. Um, it stars Amy Adams and Emily Blunt. They play oh, sisters. Really? And Alan Arkin is their father. Really? Alan yeah. Arkin? Like yeah. Yeah. Argo Fuck Yourself Alan Arkin? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that guy. That guy. Um, it's a, it's not, it's a, I don't really know how to describe it except for um, basically Amy Adams is a maid, but she wants to make more money. She's uh, a cop's mistress as well. Hmm. And he's like, hey, the guys we pay to clean up crime scenes make a lot of money. You should get in on that. She cleans up crime and, scenes? And so her and her sister, who is played by Emily Blunt, uh, clean up crime scenes, specifically gory ones. What a great setup. And it's it's... Described as a dark comedy, and there are funny moments, but it's definitely more of a drama. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's it's just like a little movie about relationship between uh, their sisters and the father and Amy Adams' son, and it's a nice little movie. Yeah. Sounds interesting. You said this yeah. is on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Canadian Netflix, anyway. Yeah. Um, I also watched Annihilation. Oh, yeah. How I was still, I'm oh, dying it, to watch it. It fucked with my brain. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I know a little good. bit about it. Mm-hmm. I know it's based off of a book, mm-hmm. um, but apparently the book and the movie are complete deviations from, okay. from each other. Yeah, I, um, I have not uh, have not read the book. I, didn't, I, I was aware there was a book. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, apparently it's from a, it's like a, from a whole series of, of books, but okay. like Annihilation is, is technically the first book, although they're called different things. Oh, okay, cool. Well, the guy yeah. who directed it is one of my favorite working he, directors He did right uh, Ex Machina as well, yeah, which, which, yeah, right, which my I also favorite. really liked. Yeah, which was my favorite film of 2015. Okay. Who's that again? That's um, Alex Garland. Alex Garland. Alex Garland. Also yeah. Works pretty... with Oscar Isaac a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and Dan, he used to write for Danny Boyle a lot. Oh, oh really? Yeah, like he wrote uh, Sunshine... Um, oh, that's movie I want to see. I haven't seen it yet. It's a good movie. Twenty eight mm-hmm. days later. Nice. I like that. Um, movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dread. Fuck um, off. Really? Yeah. He wrote all of those. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, and he's also a novelist. Huh. Oh, I so this guy that. just writes everything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, but it's a sci fi film, right? Yeah. 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 It's a. It's it's really really interesting. Like you're not really sure what really happened at the end. Like like there there's some like you know what story happened, but then you're kind of left with an unresolved question at the end sort of thing. Right. Um, and it's really, really interesting. It's not something I've ever really seen before in a sci-fi movie. Nice, yeah. It's I, really I, interesting. From what I saw from the, gathered from the trailer was that, like, you know, it, it is kind of a more, uh, it's a sadder take on kind of, like, sci-fi than what you're kind yeah, of Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's sort of, there. it's, 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to really give away anything else. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's brand new. It's fresh, it's, right? Yeah, yeah. I just watched. Yeah, it's it's a fairly new movie. Natalie Portman was great. Yeah, it's a uh, Natalie Portman, um, Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee, Lee mm-hmm. is uh, as well. Gino Rodriguez, I think her name is. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, and uh, I know, Tessa Thompson's. Yeah, in it. I was gonna say uh, yeah, Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, Tessa. She was good. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, but part of the reason why I wanted to see it is because some friends of mine, I had wanted to see it for a while because I like Alex Garland, mm-hmm. um, but uh, some friends of mine went to go see it, and they said that they spent, like, a good 20 minutes in the lobby after just talking about it and, like, trying oh, to get yeah, everything down. Oh, yeah, I can down. see that. I can see that. It's really, really fascinating. Um, I also rewatched. watched uh, both season one and season two is a good place. Yeah, because uh, season two dropped on Netflix. Yeah, and season three comes out on September twenty seventh. Yep. Which, uh, as of rec- recording this right now, which is three days from now. Yep. Yep. So when so good, good place uh, sponsor us, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is coming out uh, on Friday, so it, one day after season three of the Good Place. So if you mm-hmm. haven't seen that yet, then please feel free to, or if you have seen it, then uh, you know communicate with us on on social media and that sort yeah. of stuff. Talk to us. Um, because obviously Lucas and I have talked about it at great length. Yeah, we've been gushed. <laughs> yeah, and so we we are fans. Yeah, um, and if 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 uh, if you do really love the Good Place, I also recommend the Good Place podcast. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. It's, it's I've been listening to it. I've listened to the first like seven episodes or so. But in each episode, they just they have guests on. They have, like the writers, producers, casting directors, actors. Yeah. On the show, they come on and they just. Talk about the episode. I, I believe the most recent episode, which is the twenty sixth episode, they've been doing mm-hmm. it for a while. Had Michael Schur on it, who's the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he was show. in he was in the first episode. As oh, well. was it? it was okay. just him and uh, Mark Evan Jackson, I believe his name is. Yeah, who, who plays, plays Sean? Uh, Sean. <laughs> I love Sean. Yeah, He's great. But uh, yeah, that's that's basically everything that I have seen this week. Nice, Liam. What have you seen? Um, I watched a handful of things. Um, like I, since I had never seen it before, I watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh yeah, yeah. and what'd you think? I yeah, really Liam, liked it. Liam, te- <laughs> Liam texted me as soon as it was done, and he was just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> did you did you did you not want to like it? Or uh, no, no, it was uh, no, it was just more so like, why haven't I seen this before? Oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah. The, it's one of the more original setups or like executions I've seen of a horror property. It's so good. Uh, honestly, what had me hooked immediately was when the guys telling the story and like. Uh, the saw blade gets thrown into a guy's head. Oh, Leo. <laughs> ruin it. Um, I mean, it's for like the first five minutes. Um, you, know, you know what? I think there's certain movies that we find sacred territory. Um, certain ones that it's just like it's a goof. So I think we can spoil, t- spoil Tucker, um, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Tucker yeah, and Dale. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing about spoiling movies, I think, with Tucker and Dale... There's nothing really to spoil. It's no, not just really. I mean, you have to watch. Uh, yeah. Aside from maybe the the last ten minutes of the movie, mm. uh, well, the last ten minutes before the last ten minutes, so the last twenty <laughs> minutes of the movie, then maybe. But everything outside of that is it's not really. I mean, it's there's not much to spoil. What you can mm-hmm. spoil about that movie is how everyone dies. Like yeah. that's the yeah. spoiler. Um, yeah, no, uh, but I really liked it. I thought everybody was great. I mean, I always love Alan Tudyk. Yeah, he uh, steals right. the show and everything he's in. Um, and uh, the, my only real criticism with it is that at the end, I feel like it stops being Tucker and Dale versus evil and just becomes one of them versus evil. Mm. I'm like, okay, so, like, I mean, like, I liked it when it was just, when it was both of them. It's like, <laughs> I just feel like it's just the one guy's movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so, but I mean, like, that didn't bring the movie down at all for me. Um, I also started watching Disenchantment. I, I saw the first episode. I couldn't really get into yeah, it. Yeah, I've um, only seen the first three. I'm about halfway through it, and uh, 
like to be honest, well, so when I heard this was getting made, I was uh, honestly kind of really excited because I grew up on like Futurama and The Simpsons, and like so, Matt Groening here goes from doing, uh, goes from doing uh, uh, Suburbia, um, to the fu- then does uh, sci-fi in the future, and then now he's kick it, kicking it real old school. Yeah, now it's like fairy yeah, tales fantasy. and like epic fantasy. But my problem is that he just plays it way too safe here. Um, I mean, like, I also don't like how just overproduced a lot of the animation looks. Like, particularly when we're going to the castle and stuff. Yeah, and it's like that swooping CG sort of thing. Yeah, I just feel like it's way too... Oh, okay. It's way too flashy, and um, the other thing is uh, he reuses a lot of voice actors from Futurama to a point where, like, they all just sound like Futurama characters. Like, there's not enough variation in the voice. Like, the king sounds like Bender... Yeah. Um, I mean, it is John DiMaggio. Yeah. John DiMaggio's so. in pretty much everything, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but usually he does more with his voice, uh... Mm. Like, and he makes sound cooler. This one is just kind of like Bender with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Um, and, yeah, um... I'm trying to think if there's anything else I watched this week. Oh, and, uh, sorry, last night I watched the, uh... Uh, the... Soup, the super duper fucking cut of Deadpool 2. Yeah. Does it add anything else that's like actually of value? Um, it makes, uh, they add some scenes in the beginning with Russell. Like, cause in the regular cut, when we meet Russell, it's like, uh, um, he may just kind of show up in the middle of the action while in this one, there's two scenes put back in before that to kind of give you more context. Okay. And, uh,. I mean, like, it kind of, the problem, I mean, like, I like that it gives uh, you more of an introduction of a character and what's going on, um, but, but it also kind of slows the movie down a little bit, mm-hmm. and there are also some jokes they switched out with others where they're just not that funny. Yeah. As, as I, I assume they probably were going to do anyway, because, I mean, the, when you release the theatrical cut, that's, like, your definitive cut, and then everything else is just bread and butter, you know? I don't know. I've seen director's cuts where, I mean, like, something like Blade Runner, the cuts, the version that went to theater nobody likes, yeah. or nobody remembers fondly. The one that I that's comes to mind for me is Kingdom of Heaven. I yeah. think I've mentioned that before. Oh, definitely. But yeah. But um, that that's one where it actually works a little better. Oh, yeah, the director's cut is an actual good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I watched this week. What about you, Christian? Um, so a couple nights ago, I watched Pleasantville. Okay. Um, which uh, what's his name? Gary Ross? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. So he also did uh, the Hunger Games, the mm-hmm. first Hunger Games film. Um, he also did Speed Sea Biscuit, Steve Biscuit, Steve Biscuit, <laughs> Steve Biscuit. Um, yeah. So he, he had done. He's he, you know he's a pretty uh, notar- notable director. Um, Pleasantville is a lot of fun. Okay. It, it has a lot of really good values that I think can maintain themselves over the past couple of years since it's since it came out. The performances are really good. Um, like William H Macy is really good in it. Uh, um, surprisingly enough, is it no, not Topher Grace? What's it's his Toby name? Maguire. Toby Maguire oh, is Topher genuinely Gr- really good in it. Reese Witherspoon is actually really good in it too. What, what is it about? So um, Pleasantville is about these two kids um, who are teenagers, I should say, who live in modern society, and they're twins. And one of them, Toby Maguire, is a big fan of this show called Pleasantville, which is a um, kind of a, I wouldn't call it a spoof, but it's like a satire on like fifties and uh, 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 wholesome TV. You know, like okay. Happy Days and or, like Leave It to uh, Beaver, okay, okay, and that sort of stuff. And then they get sucked into the TV show, and oh. so they're they they actually have to live in the TV show. But in doing so, their effects on the world um, slowly start to make it go from black and white to color. 
And so, and so there, there are people who are live in the, in, the, in the neighborhood and live in the universe who become colored. So it's a kind of a blatant uh, metaphor for racism. <laughs> um, but there's also actually a lot more to it than that. It's about like, you know, spiritual enlightenment and like personal enlightenment and trying to figure yourself out in this, like this world and that sort of stuff. And why should we meddle? in other people's affairs and like that sort of stuff okay and it's really it's it's a really beautiful film um i think it is probably gary ross's best film because um, i saw it once when i was growing up i remember liking it which is interesting because typically i don't tend to like anything gary ross puts out yeah liam <laughs> liam has a, a an unnatural dis- distaste for I just, um hunger games no it's just his dis- his directing style irritates me i'm like sit the camera still for one second <laughs> I, not even just the action scenes, but it's just people talking. It's like Liam, oh, watch shit. Pleasantville. There's, it's just dolly shots. <laughs> but so when, uh, when did it come out originally? Um, it was ninety, uh, late nineties. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, because it was uh, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I think it was ninety nine because I know uh, when he was cast as Spider Man, McGuire was just coming off of a success of that film. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a it's a really well done film. It has the most VFX up until that point. It has the most VFX shots next to Phantom Menace. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so Phantom Menace and then Pleasantville is number one because because it has more that because there's separation of black and white and color. Oh, And they okay, have to okay. like like have them both on screen at the same time. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. It's really intriguing. Well, that's um, crazy. Given that uh, Phantom Menace is essentially a two and a half hour uh, VFX demo reel. Yeah, and so this one is actually <laughs> there's a lot more to it than than what it seems. Okay. Like Lucas, I also watched rewatched The Good Place season two. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but we 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 both watched it. I watched the first two episodes of Jack Ryan, the Amazon Prime um, oh, exclusive okay. with uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, and it's pretty good. Okay, it's uh, it's your kind of stereotypical political drama. Yeah, um, it's, it's Tom Clancy. Yeah, it's Tom Clancy, <laughs> and so like if you're into Tom Clancy, it's great. I'm not super into Tom Clancy or any of that like espionage and like that sort of thing. But I do really appreciate what Krasinski's trying to do and like diversify his resume and that sort of thing. Um, then the other day I watched uh, Matilda at work. Oh, okay. Is, okay. Great, great film, uh, directed by Danny DeVito, narrated by Danny DeVito, and starring Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, what's her name? Mara Wilson. Mara Wilson. Who I've actually met in person in. Damn, Matilda got hot. <laughs> yeah, she's also she's but, also uh, I mean, like she's a little older than you. Yeah, and all but also like uh, she's she was also just really cool to talk to. And if you guys aren't aware, she uh, uh, she has a blog where she just write where she just writes about just writes about things. It's called Mara Wilson writes stuff. Isn't that what a blog is? No, it's, it's literally just she just. But I mean, usually a lot of blogs like have some kind of a theme to them. But she just writes about whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's also appeared on a. Uh, Episode critic or, a and number of times. Uh, yeah, and she's friends with um, Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then one of the more relevant things that I did recently, kind of one of the reasons why we didn't record a podcast last week, and this is a week late, was I went to the Covalite Film Festival Woo! in uh, in Butte, Montana. Yeah, well, there um, was that, and uh, Liam got drunk and couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, there was that, that, that last week too. <laughs> but more specifically, um, I had gone to the, the Covalite Film Festival in Butte, Montana, and uh, it was a really wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was honestly so creatively motivating, um, and really made me kind of feel like I actually had made something of value, right? So, um, 
in the trees uh, screened on the Saturday, and uh, it was met to moderate acclaim. Um, I'll kind of set up what happened. So I rolled into Montana on Thursday. First night was kind of spent just in the um, in the uh, the bar uh, in in our hotel, which was a, a hotel from the 1920s. It was built in 1926. JFK stayed there. I stood in a spot that JFK stood, and I was like, "Wow, I feel like a douchebag." <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, it's, a, it's a gorgeous hotel. Um, if you ever want to stay at a really beautiful hotel in Butte, Montana, then definitely stay at the Finland Hotel. Um, that's actually where um, In the Tree screened. It screened in the Rose, uh, the Rose Bowl, I believe. Uh, the Copper Bowl is what it's called. The Finland Copper Bowl Ballroom. Um, it's not very large, and they were all folding chairs. But what else are you going to do? <laughs> and so we rolled in on Thursday, kind of hung out Friday. I, I went and saw a couple movies. Um, which I'll get to really, really quickly after I'm done with this little spiel. Um, we had, uh, you know, Friday was a lot of fun. Then Saturday rolled around and I watched a bunch of student films. Like it was movies that like people who were under the age of 18 had made. And God damn it, some people are fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> like like some, some goddamn kids. Yeah, there's, some of them are so smart. Some of them are just like, Okay, man. <laughs> like you're 12, you don't need yeah. to be coming up with these complex ideas. And like, there was this one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shame a 12 yeah. year old for making a movie. <laughs> but it was, it was very. Um, I'm not gonna say the name or anything like that. But it was a little, a little too much. Mm. Um, it, like the, the, the. It was about kind of about. Um, taking uh agency in your life and 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 that sort of stuff but it ended with this really excessive drone shot um which is funny because our movie ends the same way <laughs> um, but uh so there was a lot of films that that screened in that block that was really interesting i watched both blocks of the of the student films and i saw a lot of really awesome stuff some of it was from canada and then later on that evening that's when in the trees screened um so it screened in what was narrative block five uh and uh it screened last in that block. So what had happened was I sat down at the back of the theater because I'm not going to sit at the front and be like, woo, right? <laughs> um, and it the first movie that played, I'll talk about that really quick, was called Carefree, and it was directed by this guy named Ben Steele, and it was from the UK. It was a 15-minute short film. I'll read you the synopsis really quick. Quick. So it's a Kiera, a new... Uh, Kiera, new recruit for a care agency with a floundering reputation, reputation, was sent to look after an elderly couple called the Connollys. The seemingly straightforward assignment takes a grisly turn into the living night into a living nightmare. She gets scalped at the end of the. At the Holy end of it. shit! That's how it fucking ends. Sweet is like she what the fuck? She's like just about to like get scalped, and she like manages to fight off these two old people, and uh, and that's the first movie that screened in this block. <laughs> And then everything else was just drama, 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 drama. And then they turned on the lights. And I was like, what? My, they, my movie. <laughs> like, our movie's playing. Like, what are you know. doing? So they turned on the lights. People were getting up and walking out of the theater. And I started having a fucking panic attack. I was yeah, like, I'm going to die right now. And then, and then the, you know, the first shot of In the Trees. If you want to watch it, it is on our YouTube channel, um, Thunder Lizard Collective on YouTube. And the first shot is a drone shot going down into the trees. And that just popped up on the fucking screen. And people were like, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> Turning <laughs> off the lights and, like, people are coming back into the theater to watch oh, this. So we had maybe 30, 40 people in the theater. You know, I'm pretty modest, honestly. And it played. And people 
loved it, man. Like they oh, thought it awesome. was so funny. <laughs> I, got quite, I got quite the hype phone call after this happened. Yeah, so I called Liam. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, uh, I was a little chipper. <laughs> and I was, and I was all like, it's one the fucking morning. <laughs> And it so it played to some pretty good acclaim. People were laughing their asses off. There's, I'm not going to spoil it because I, I do want our listeners to, to watch it. Um, but there there is a scene that's literally the halfway point in the film. Lucas knows exactly what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. It's when he hands him the jar. Yeah, yeah. As soon as that line comes out of Regan's mouth, they just lost their fucking shit. <laughs> they thought it was the funniest line that that had happened that night. And so awesome. the rest of the movie plays out, and actually, we didn't get a standing ovation or anything, but we got one of the bigger round of applauses that had happened that evening. Nice. And then we had our, and um, I had mentioned it on one of our, our previous podcasts of how the, the character that you, Lucas and I are developing is called Slash Squatch, and mm-hmm. he's a slasher film about Sasquatch. And, he's um, a slasher film about Slash Squatch? Yes, he is. He, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so at the end of In the Trees, it says, introducing Slash Squatch. Mm-hmm. And there's this man sitting beside me, and he saw that, and he was just like... <laughs> Slash Squatch? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he knew I was the filmmaker. Yeah. Because I had a Q&A right after. And so I stood up and he was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I went up. I got a lot of good questions. It was really good. It was really, really heartwarming to, to see that people wanted to engage with me and that sort of stuff. And I came back and he stood up and he's like, I didn't mean to laugh. And I was like, no, 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 no. Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay, good, man, because that's gold. <laughs> Anyway, so it screened. We did really oh, well. People really loved it, um, and I'm really excited that that happened. Um, outside of that, what I saw at the Covalite Film Festival was a movie called Black Sight, which is kind of a Carpenter-esque um, sci-fi film about um, these things called the Elder Gods. Um, I'd be lying if I told you I liked it, because <laughs> I was not necessarily a big fan of it. I appreciated that it was an indie film, and I appreciated that this guy put all of his all into it. You know, it was one of those movies where it's like directed by this guy, produced by this guy, edited mm-hmm. by this guy, and it was all the same dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was fine. But I did see a film called Zen Dog, um, which is directed by this guy named Rick Darge, who he and I had kind of um, struck up some pretty good moments. There's a train going by right now. Oh, good. So I apologize for that. Um, chugga chugga. Choo choo. We'll let that. We'll let that pass by. <laughs> anyway, so, neat. so uh, Rick and I had kind of uh, struck up a conversation every once in a while. Every time I'd see him out in the out in the festival community, we we'd talk to each other. Really good guy. His movie stars Kyle Gallner, who was in uh, Red State. He's been in a number of other films. Really good. Uh, really really wonderful film. It's about lucid dreaming. It was one of the best oh, okay, films cool. I'd seen. I'd seen all week. Anyway, so that was that was the Covalent Film Festival. Um, which was a really wonderful experience. Honestly, I wish I could have shared it with you guys. I, yeah, wish, I wish I could have gone, but... I really wish yeah. you guys could have been there, mostly just so that I could have shared the the Q&A with you guys, so I wasn't the only... Well, actually, Troy was there, too. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, right Troy, on. who plays Oliver in our film, was there, and uh, Troy and I handled the Q&A together. Um, Troy also had a film screening called Diamond Planet 2, uh, Emerald Horizon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. screened, yeah. which is a very funny short film. Um who we know a very good portion of the people that are in that movie. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have gone down, but yeah. I'm no longer allowed in the state of Montana. Why? <laughs> uh, so uh, ideally next year we'll have a film because uh, it's, it's uh, every September in, in Butte, Montana. 
Um, really, really wonderful um, film festival. Very, very wholesome, full of really wonderful people. Uh, you know, I, I throw my heart out to, Mon- to Montana because it's such a gorgeous state and gorgeous, gorgeous people, really wonderful people, and I can't wait to go back. So next year we're going to hopefully have a, a short film that can screen there, nice. and then hopefully you guys can come join us down there next year. Anyway, so that was um, what we've seen this week and uh, that sort of thing. And really the quick butt stuff. Sorry, butte stuff. Yeah, sorry. That was all of our butte stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, odds are next year uh, I'll have a little bit more for you. But moving in uh, to some of the movie news that we have. Um, so uh, the biggest thing I think on this list is Henry Cavill and potentially Ben Affleck leaving DC mm-hmm. um, and how and how that's going to affect the DC universe. And actually, directly underneath that, we have the Joker reveal. Um, oh yeah, yeah, happened. right. I forgot about that. So, like, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with like Henry Cavill and Affleck leaving? I think they just need to stop everything. DC for the past uh, uh, five years now has been running around like a chicken and whip its head cut off on fire trying to figure <laughs> out their universe and continuously fucking it up with having one uh, reasonable success um, but then just going around and just screwing things up again. I think they just need to call it quits. Yeah. Like, well, I, I wouldn't say they have to call it quits. I think they have to go towards this Joker thing with the Elseworlds stories, but... I think they should. It just. It should just be not cease to be the DCEU and just be the Wonder Woman universe. It's <laughs> yeah. the only good movie yeah. they've made. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, like, because I remember saying that uh, I liked, I loved Man of Steel when it came out, but the older I've gotten, the more I've thought about, it, I'm like, wow, I have a lot of problems with this. It didn't age all that well. Yeah, no, it definitely has. I think it was just the novelty of seeing Superman on the big screen in our lifetimes. I mean, I love Cavill. Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, especially when he shows up in Justice League, I, at the end, I do think he's doing a really great job. Like, he actually feels like Superman there. Yeah. Um, when he's I, flying around. No, he's, 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 he's a fine actor. Yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, well, Liam and, I, Liam and I started watching Stardust a little while ago. I fell asleep when we were watching it, but <laughs> he's really good in that film. Wait, he's in Stardust? Yeah, he's uh, the guy who... Uh, he's um, the, guy, the girl who Trist, Tristan's trying to woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, her boyfriend. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that's that's Henry Cavill. Oh man, you have Superman wow. and Daredevil in a movie together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and the Baroness from GI Joe was there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I, th- I think honestly, Cavill and Affleck leaving if he does, um, leaving DC will be probably one of the more beneficial things to happen to that franchise. Just I mean, because it's kind of a reboot. Yeah, I mean, and even at the at this point, just let them be standalone films. You don't need to do what Marvel's doing. No, they should have just gone. What I think they should have just done from the beginning is gone the route George Miller was going to go with Justice League Mortal and just make a Justice League movie and then potentially branch things out of that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And uh, Henry Cavill uh, got a new gig already. Yeah, he he's playing Geralt of uh, Rivia in the Witcher series on Netflix. I, I, I heard see about that. that. Yeah, yeah, I heard he, about that. Um, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot I, I don't know the Witcher very well. So yeah, I, I, I played Witcher three and it was it was a lot of fun. But Geralt himself is kind of, <laughs> Witcher fans are gonna be mad, but he's he's a boring character. <laughs> like literally, Witchers don't have emotions. Yeah, and so there he's always he has like really low gravelly voice and he's just always talking oh. like this. And he's just. He's just, yeah, he's kind of a blob. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of how he was in Batman vs. Superman, as well mm. as being I, uh, him and Batman being Ayn Rand's wet dream, so. Uh, 
Um, Liam's been on this hand ran kick. You, you go through these fucking phases, man, and like where I just badmouth people. But specifically, like one person is like David Goyer, Anne Rand, Hitler. Like fucking <laughs> come leave on. Hitler alone. <laughs> no, fuck Hitler. Yeah, no, leave yeah, that to Deadpool. He got to strangle him as um, a baby. Um, but anyway, um, like now there's talk about Cavill being replaced by Michael B. Jordan of all people. No, I for, heard about that. I'm like, hmm, why? He's already weird. in everything. I love Michael B. Jordan, but I'm like, I don't need to see him in everything that pops up. Also, <laughs> Superman's white. <laughs> Racist fuck. Um, but yeah, and there's James also been, Bond is also white. Uh, apparently, also John Hamm really wants to uh, take over as Batman. Mm. Have John Hamm play both Superman and Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I'd watch it. that. Well, I mean, I mean, like the animated versions of themselves look pretty much exactly the same. So <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing with the DC movies. Now have John Hamm uh, play him, but have Kevin Conroy do the voice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yep. Has it? I was just gonna say, has it? Has uh, Warner Brothers ever considered just ask seeing if he's not busy, uh, asking uh, Paul Dini to come on and just like actually iron this shit out and make actual movies. <laughs> Look, man, we're in too deep. We need you to fix this. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's been successful in two different mediums, like he, mm. on at television and on and in video games. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I am looking forward to see kind of what happens with the with this departure and kind of like what we get out of it. But at the same time, I'm like, I could fucking care less about DC. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I do kind of care about the Joker um, movie because mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix... Like, it doesn't look like it's at all relevant to Joker or the Batman at all. No. It looks like they're just making a movie, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Like, and he looks pretty okay. Kind of like what they did with Logan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That was a great comparison. I I feel like they they are very similar in films. And um, Joaquin Phoenix looks great. I, yeah, I, I mean, aside from I'm, like the the John Wayne Gacy look and that sort of thing, that you're going for <laughs> yeah, he um because I, I mean Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor, mm-hmm. um and I could see him playing at least some kind of variation of a Joker. My problem is that like I just don't care about a fucking Joker movie. I have the same thing with a Venom movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. These characters are not interesting without their uh without their other without their other uh, opposite. I can see. I can see what you mean there. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested in seeing Joaquin's performance, and that's really about it. That's yeah. Essentially, that's it. Because he's a wonderful actor. He is. I. I just feel like they're lately with the Joker. They're just like, oh, this actor is wacky. Let's make him the Joker. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, Leto, you should be the Joker. <laughs> Jared Leto's not. Jared Leto's not wacky. He's just kind of a douche canoe. Um, yeah. But he's he does all the weird roles, so um, he must be the Joker. Uh, I. I think we should just get Mark Hamill to play live action Joker. No. That'd be something. Man. That would be something. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I mean, he was he was great in Last Jedi, but Oh yeah. I don't yeah. think he could pull off the Joker in live action. No. Um moving on to uh, one of the other comic book related movie um uh, tie-ins is uh, the Captain Marvel trailer came out. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 I think it looks pretty cool. I I'm I'll see it. I'm yeah. Gonna see it. I mean, like I, I don't have any problems with it. I love Brie Larson. I love Sam Jackson. Like mm-hmm. I, like I think I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I love the time period and like how she crashes into a fucking block. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, how she's wearing funny. a nine inch nails t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's also it, it's the fourth uh, most viewed Marvel trailer that has ever come out. Oh wow. Um. Ne- it goes Infinity War, the second Infinity War trailer, then it's Ragnarok, and then Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, right on. It, it has like a hundred. Nine million views already, and it came oh, wow. out what, like on Friday? Yeah, which hasn't been out very long. Which proves uh, Marvel's previous mentality completely wrong. 
which is about thinking about like, yeah, no, you know, it's a better idea for us to get a talking raccoon and a tree on screen before we get a female-led superhero movie. Before we get women. <laughs> like, there, 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 there are plenty of female superheroes in the MCU, but they've never been in the lead before. Yeah, yeah like... Which is the big step. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the trailer looks okay. I just think it looks kind of like just another by-the-numbers number numbers Marvel origin story. Yeah, but that's what the um, Marvel origin story yeah, but I mean, like, are. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know, Iron Man was so different from all other from about all other superhero movies when time. it came out. At the time, um, yeah. And, now everything's uh, just copying Iron Man. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I just feel like we're kind of stuck on that. I'm like, come on, give me give me a little more variety with this, well, man. Origins, origin stories have a very specific structure. Like for superhero superheroes at least, and I I don't I don't have a problem with that structure. They usually turn out pretty good. Yep. I don't know. I just I'm not. I think a lot of this. I'm not the biggest fan of origin stories because a lot of especially with Marvel. Uh, yeah, but most, how how often has an origin story or the first film been the best film that's in the franchise? Uh, right. Like like I mean next is, next to Spider Man too. But uh, I was gonna say like <laughs> I mean it, when you look at the grand scheme of things like Iron Man. Uh, is one it, it basically definitely goes like Iron Man three is the best out of those franchises, mm-hmm. yeah. but like when Iron Man two came out, it's like well fucking Iron Man is the best, you know. <laughs> or um, Black Panther's really good, like yeah, yeah I mean, Black Panther's awesome. Well, I, well, I really enjoy well, Doctor Strange. Well, I, I fucking hate Thor, but <laughs> well, I mean Black Panther also isn't an origin movie. Um, that's like, that's fair. It, yep. he, it's not really, but it is sort of. Um, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's just like uh, I feel like because a lot of the thing with Marvel characters is about a lot of them. They just, uh, uh, a lot of time the origin is literally just a foot in the door to be like, yeah, this is where they came from, bam, here you go. Yeah, like, and, and also, to be fair, Captain Marvel kind of seems like it might be a setup for uh, the second Infinity War. Yeah. And Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah, transition piece, but mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I, I think I think the, that, that scene where, he, where she punches an old woman in the face is really good. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, great. You know, seeing Sam Jackson de-aged and not look like a CG mess. Oh, yeah, that, that, really was, good. That, was, that was impressive. Oh, boy, they've been looking better and better lately. Like, I thought Kurt Russell looked pretty amazing at uh, Guardians 2, mm-hmm. when, like, you see him at the beginning. Um, but, like, uh, this, from what, if the trailer is any indication, this may be the best de-aging effect ever put on film. Yeah, and it's, nice, it's nice seeing Nick Fury with two eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> um, and Coulson's in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Ronan from Guardians. Oh right, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that photo. That's Lee Pace, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Lee Pace. He's a pretty great actor. Did you ever watch The Fall? With with uh, I think I did. That's great. It's yeah, great I feel like, I feel like I've seen it. I don't remember it. Uh, if I, did, it but. I mean, I, the last time I saw it, I was I was also very chipper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. Um, and so I don't really remember it very well, but Lee Pace is a wonderful actor. Yes, uh, he, he he made Ronan actually memorable when like the script did not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, like he kind of brought like a presence to him, but yeah. even though Ronan's kind of just uh, a bag of rocks that the Marvel Cinematic Universe loves to call villains. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the Marvel movies aren't about villains; they're about the heroes. The villains don't need to be super developed. Yeah, but I mean, like, not even just super developed. I mean, like, just at least give a lot. Because I think a lot of it is that a lot of the time are just boring. Um, like uh, the that elf guy from Thor two. Yeah. Well, that's Thor two is the worst movie in um, the MCU, really? in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I even I even like it fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are parts of it that are pretty cool, but I mean like or the yellow jacket from Wa from Ant Man. Oh, so boring. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm like it, I mean like make it like uh, I don't know Jeff Goldblum and Red Rock, where he's kind of just where he's just eccentric and he's kind of fun to watch at least. He's not well developed, but he's 
But he's almost like a Power Rangers villain. I, I like how you're like, just make it Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it's so easy. Just make it Jeff well, Goldblum. You know what? <laughs> Fucking replace them all with dinosaurs. <laughs> I think a lot of it is that they've shown that they can do villains. Like, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, like, can. look at uh, uh, Ultron, Loki, um, even, I'll even say Thanos. Like, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> moving moving on to something that I know the two of you are gonna talk about for a little bit of time is the is the uh, live action Avatar uh, uh, film. Yeah, or uh, series, I believe. I thought it was um, a film. It's a series. I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. a Netflix series. Okay, okay. okay. See, I was I thought yeah. it, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a feature film. Okay, yeah. I didn't read the article, so I I genuinely don't actually have much to say on it. Yeah. except for the fact that. I don't see the point. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. to me, the original series is perfect. You don't need to go back. You don't need to remake it. Like I don't, I don't see the benefit. I don't see anything live action can add to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, the, the only thing they could really do, if like, say we're doing it like as, like just remove a great divide and we're all good, I guess. But even <laughs> great then, it's like, fine. It's not a it's terrible a, episode. Speaking of which, I saw there. the Continental Divide in Butte. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's not a bad. There's no such thing as a bad episode of Avatar. It's no. just probably their weakest one. Uh, except for that one, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not bad. It's just. Well, <laughs> I love you're like you know that one, and Liam's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, it's like, no, it's just, I haven't even fucking seen the show. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're both kind of like compl- not eh. well, complacent's not the like right it's, word. It's, but... it's headed up by the guys who did the show. I I can never say their full names for <laughs> some reason. Like Brian, uh, Michael D. Martino, and Brian Knitsko. There you go. I'm a Liam knows the names. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just don't really have much to say on it. I just don't see the point of it. I'll, I'll pr- I don't even know if I'm gonna watch it. I'll pro- I probably will. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I mean, but what do you think? I'll try it out. I'm. I think, like, I think to sum this up best, uh, I have one word that will completely describe this. Why? Yeah, yeah. that's my exact feelings. In fact, <laughs> I'm pretty sure when Christian snapped us, uh, the whole, or messaged us the, the news article uh, earlier in the week, our response was both, why? Yeah, yeah. I even tweeted, uh, I, I just said, but, like, why? Yeah. That's all. And my opinion on it in is on it that I'll wait 10 years before I watch it. So, <laughs> um, anyway, so let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes, the gravy, as it were, of the All podcast. Right. Um, uh, we're going to talk about TV. We're going to talk about TV. Um, I mean, we've definitely mentioned TV a number of times on the podcast and, and like some things that we really appreciate about it, some shows that we really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Lucas and I have talked about The Good Place more times than I think is, is comfortable. I, the, think, I think we haven't talked about it once, but we were very enthusiastic. We've talked about it twice. As oh, okay. far as, far as okay. I can believe in both times, we were equally as enthusiastic yeah. about it. There's also, and we also on multiple occasions have been beating Christian over the head with the fact that he needs to fucking watch Avatar. Yeah, I'll wait 10 years. Um, <laughs> Like this worse of a bat, uh, but uh, uh, like we'll, we'll we'll talk about it really really briefly right now. I mean, um, if it means anything to the audience, uh, we're gonna go through our favorite some of our favorite TV shows or, or ones that we think are notable. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, we're kind of gonna try our best to give ourselves each a five minute time limit. Mm-hmm. I think. Of, of the shows that we want to talk about. So you at home, if uh, for every minute that we go over, take a shot of, of whiskey and get super fucked up with us because you know this is going to be a three-hour-long podcast. And I also <laughs> wanted to clarify that this is not like what we consider the greatest shows ever made. These are the ones that just really stuck out to us and really yeah. just left an impression with us. I mean, there's a couple on here that are definitely considered the greatest shows ever made, uh, like Breaking Bad. But mm. Um, mm. That, that's another one. Hey, Liam, 
You should fucking watch you Breaking watch Bad. Watch Breaking Bad, <laughs> motherfucker. Well, I yeah, mean, stop I telling me to watch. Well, you I mean, will, I'll, yo, yo, watch Breaking Bad, bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, I will watch it now, given that people have actually shut the fuck up about it. But... Hey, when you both shut the fuck up about Avatar, then maybe I'll watch it. Or... I would shut the fuck up about it for four years, and you still didn't get around to doing it. Okay, here, here, here's the thing. Here, here's what I think Liam and I should do. We should watch. An episode of Breaking Bad, and then watch an episode of Avatar. But watch an episode of Breaking that's Bad. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be an emotional roller coaster. Okay. <laughs> but you need suffering, 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 fun, fun, suffering, suffering. <laughs> I don't cancer, know. cancer. I don't know. Avatar gets pretty dark. It, spots. it does. It does. He's got cancer, right? The little kid in Avatar. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. That's why he's bald. Yeah, and and, and he and, and then in Breaking Bad he can like bend rocks. <laughs> yeah, they're minerals. <laughs> No, they're crack rocks. <laughs> yeah, he's not really bending them, he's selling them. It's a little different. Yeah. I guess but, the shows actually kind of go hand in hand. I mean, he is kind of bending the law a little bit. <laughs> he's a law bender. <laughs> in our world, when everything call- changed when the law benders attacked. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, real quick, Lucas, let's talk about the good place. All right. Um, I mm. absolutely adore that show. Oh man, it's so good. I, I think it. I think it's really one of the more um, wholesome and and but also like uh, not provocative. But I guess it'd be kind of kind it's, of provocative. It is like, sort of. Like, it's definitely thought provoking. Like that it way. definitely it definitely has a lot of stuff in there. That, like they're dealing with a very mature subject. Yeah, they and are, a, and a very like hard to deal with subject, and a, not, a very complicated subject that a lot of people have very different and strong opinions about yeah exactly but I lo- one of my favorite things about it is that it, it is so accessible mm-hmm. right it and, is but by no points have like very rarely did they say heaven and hell mm-hmm. right very rarely do they say either of those phrases it's always the good place or the bad place as it is in most religious texts yeah most religious texts have a good place and have a bad place yeah and, and a lot of them have a medium place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one of St. Clair. Yeah, one of the one of the times they do say hell is in the second season, where they're in um, they're I don't want to spoil anything, but they're on a train. Uh, there, there's mention of a museum, and one of the characters is like, "Is there a gift shop?" And another character is like, "This is hell. Of course, there's a gift shop." <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but in in like. It's hard to talk about the second season without spoiling anything. It is. So, it's true. So I think Lucas and I, it's fair. It's fair if we kind of move on from the good place because mm-hmm. we have gushed about it. Yeah. I do think that the the performances are exceptional. Um, Ted Danson is so good. So I, He's so much better in the second season just because he has more to work with. Yeah. Like but, uh, compared oh, to man. the last time we talked about it, I actually know a lot of the people's names now. Yeah. Um, so William Jackson Harper, who yeah. plays Cheaty. He's so he's so good. He's, he's so funny. Yeah, he's so funny. I love Jamila. Uh, Jamila Jamil, I mm-hmm. think is what her name is. Yeah. Who was not an actor before? That was her first ever audition. Really? She wanted to be a writer, so she auditioned for the show because she wanted to talk to Mike Mike Sure. <laughs> and then so she big. became Tahani. Yeah. They they yeah. they were like we need. We need an Indian British woman who is tall and basically physically the opposite of Kristen Bell. Does that person exist? We don't know. Let's find then her. She walks in through the fucking door. And they're like, "Oh shit, you're hired." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Kristen Bell is a charm. She's she is such a gem. She's she plays such an awful person. Yeah. But she's so likable. Yeah, I know. I love Eleanor. Like, <laughs> like she's always a lot of fun to watch. I, she I, is. I, yeah, I do she think is. this joke does deserve a second uh, uh, telling. Is when. She says, who died and left? Is it Aristotle in yeah, charge? Yeah, who, who died and left Aristotle in charge of ethics? 
Play-Doh. Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot funnier. It's a lot, the setup is a lot funnier in the show. It's but. such a good joke. Oh, my God. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, actually, one, one of the things in the podcast they talk about a lot is how it's, uh, they keep calling it the dumbest, smartest show on television. Yeah, sure. Because they're like, in, in one sentence, they're talking about Immanuel, Immanuel Kant and ethical philosophy, and the next one is a fart joke. <laughs> <laughs> or, or shrimp. Yeah, or just just so many shrimp jokes. Yeah, so many shrimp jokes. Mean giraffes. I've got a show on my list, but I think it's the smartest, stupid show on television. But... <laughs> Daria? You didn't uh, put no. that on your fucking list, actually, yeah, surprisingly no. enough. Um, sure. uh, a lot of that is because Daria's kind of a show. It's another one of those things where I feel like it's kind of hard to talk about. You kind of just have to watch it. Yeah. Um, I still have not seen a single episode. You know, I was more so, I was more so getting at South Park. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say we we've talked about we gushed about the good place for three minutes, so we'll let Liam go on on his South Park rant. All right, so so um, you have, you effectively have seven minutes. Go. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. No. So uh, when I was I'm really, gonna go get a drink. No. Uh, <laughs> so recently, I was kind of going when I was going through his list. I was really going around with stuff that of things that have really impacted me and really left a lasting impression. And I started to think how much of my sense of humor has been uh, molded and influenced by South Park. And even some about, of my... About 75%. And even, like, just a lot of my personal values and whatnot have been inter- have been influenced by South Park. This, you make a lot more sense now. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. there is a reason Lucas likes to think I'm a raving madman. <laughs> I thought it was because of the heroin, but I, I don't know. Actually, that would not... I'm sorry. That was an inappropriate joke. I'm so sorry, Liam. <laughs> it's the methamphetamine. <laughs> Go back to your fandom. Liam has substance abuse problems. Uh, <laughs> and Christian has other problems that we're not going to get into. And Lucas, you're just perfect. I know. Never change. I'm sad. Um, but, yeah, no, um... Like, I think a lot of what makes South Park work and, like, why, what I find amazing about it is that when it starts... I'm, whenever I start watching an episode, I start off like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's just a bunch of poop jokes and like, but then as it goes, I'm like, I'm hooked. This is like a perfect like showcase for where we're at as a society right now. What's going on in our world? Yeah, it's, it's probably the most uh, relevant cartoon that, it, or adult cartoon that's, that's out there. Yeah, because, but- because, I mean, I'm, most people know they create the show in six days. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, that's not a secret by any means, and so they 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 are able to tell a joke from last week on their show and make it relevant. Yeah. I think that does kind of force it into being um, dated yeah, almost immediately. Really, but here's the thing: when you go back and watch a lot of those episodes, they it feels more like a time capsule than it is like God. This is just brutally dated. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, how. Um, it's like what I say about films like American Beauty, where American Beauty is very much a time capsule for like what the, uh, for what kind of people were going through in the nineties. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey's pedophilia. But. Um, <laughs> and, um, but like, uh, yeah, no, like uh, especially was well, an episode in particular, but Passion of a Christ episode, um, where like, because a lot of people forget that when that movie came out, it was like the most talked about thing forever. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, yeah. Um, and like. Uh, I remember my grandma loved it. My uh, my mom really my mom couldn't watch it because half of most of it is in, in English. <laughs> and my dad and my dad was all like, uh, "That wasn't a movie. That was torture porn." <laughs> it was oh, hostile yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um. Uh. Like uh, I also find it interesting how like the most probably most vile, despicable, like ugly character on that show is everyone's favorite, uh, in uh, Cartman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna be like Towley. 
<laughs> to, to be perfectly honest, I've seen maybe three episodes of South Park in my life. Yeah. And I don't, it, it never grabbed me. I, I think personally. that's enough for you to understand what the show's about. Though. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I played a little bit of Stick of Truth. Oh yeah, game sweet. <laughs> I love that game. I never finished it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to shit on the show you love. So I'm I. I, I think. I think this. This. This episode is is about the things that we love. Yeah. And, and, and by no means are we ever gonna shit on someone's yes. like sensibilities and 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 how they like a show or yeah. why they like a show. Yeah. Unless unless it's South Park, because fuck that. Um, <laughs> and that is why. That's right. And that is. And also. So on that note, let's move on to Rick and Morty. I was say, so just a disclaimer here. Um, I apologize to all of our fans who are looking forward to this. But try as I, as try as I might, this episode will hopefully contain no criticisms to the show Rick and Morty. <laughs> what could I possibly say about this bull ass crap of a show? But I haven't already said a million times already. Yeah, thank you, Liam. So Liam, I'm gonna mute Liam's mic for a couple minutes. Um, I love Rick and Morty. I like I, Rick and Morty. I, I yeah. think I think it's it's one of my favorite shows, and mostly just because I love Back to the Future so much, and, and, mm, and, and, and time travel and the yeah. dimensions, and yeah, and this then that like serialized sort of um, sci-fi adventures and that sort of stuff. I love the dynamic between the two characters, um, and 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 how it's like kind of a meditation on like modern families and like that sort of thing, and how you know the deterioration of of a, of a family and and how you know the, the kids versus what it was like in the 90s where it'd be like you know let's say you watch something like fresh prince of bel-air and the parents got divorced of course will would go out of his way to try and get them back together mm-hmm. they do a bunch of weird schemes and rick and morty there's literally a line where where morty's just like i don't fucking care like yeah. like no dad go home <laughs> like, yeah like your yeah. home's not this home it's that apartment over there mm-hmm. i'm paraphrasing obviously i'm not i'm not i'm not quoting the show by any means but um, I love the show because I really do appreciate the animation. I appreciate the jokes, the pop culture references, and I mean, I do really like Dan Harmon's writing as much mm-hmm. as I know he is a kind of. Dan Harmon is kind of a, a, a provocative um, figure, you know. He's he's not particularly a very um, well known good guy mm. in, in Hollywood. Like he does, he definitely has a lot of of problems and a lot of issues that he is working through. I think he is working through them through the show and that sort of thing. And and to be fair to him, it does I don't obviously we don't know him. We don't know Yeah, and sure. I'm not talking shit about Dan Harmon by any means. But like it seems like he's trying to be better. It does. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I, I follow him on Instagram and he, he and he does these workout videos every morning. And, he, and he's got a Stairmaster, and behind the Stairmaster, he put a green screen just so people could green screen him into stuff. <laughs> I don't awesome. have a, like, I don't have much of an opinion on Dan Harmon's personal life. I just don't, outside of, like, community, I just, just don't tend to care for his writing. Mm. I, I, I do think the best parts of Rick and Morty come from Justin Roiland. Um, I mean, definitely Dan Harmon's idea of the story circle and that sort of thing definitely present themselves in the show. God, the story circle is like the most pretentious thing I've ever heard. I think you're so wrong. <laughs> oh man, you're so wrong. It, it, I wouldn't say it's pretentious. It's a different way of telling a story, but that's a, that's a conversation for another day, Liam. Anyway, I, I really appreciate Rick and Morty because it, it is, in my eyes, a really um, positive outlet for, for people, for certain people. Definitely not Liam. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, going out and trashing McDonald's is a yeah, totally a positive I outlet. said certain people. I mean, that our, our Szechuan Sauce fans 
our um, Rubble Lubba Dub Dub fans. Like, you guys are fucking garbage. Get out of the show. <laughs> like, the fandom is so toxic. And that's really the tough part about being mm-hmm. a fan of the show is that the fandom is so toxic. Yeah, but, it's, I think I think uh, there's a similar uh, situation right now with Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I love Star Wars so much, but fans make me not want to love it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it it makes it hard to be a Star Wars fan. I think yeah. a lot of it also in Rick and Morty is, like, I think a lot of it is I can't get behind the ideologies of the show. It is pretty nihilistic. Yeah, I think a lot of it is that, like, we get so much of, like, this nihilistic stuff popping up in media. But I'm like, why not more existentialism? Well, here's the thing. I would say that Rick is a nihilist. Morty is not. Really? I don't find... I think Morty's just kind of a pushover and, like, just... That's, you've seen seven episodes of the show. I so I, he, he's, he evolves over the course of, the, like, segment 13. Because you've, you've seen it all, yeah. hey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like that they don't really offer a very strong um, uh, op- opposing argument towards nihilism. It always just goes back to the nihilism thing. Well, yeah, because that is the central, like... This viewpoint focus, of yeah. the characters. Yeah, and I just feel like that's not a that's not something I want to think about. Like No, it's fair. It's just not a show for you then. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and, and I've tried to tell Liam that a million times. And but at any rate, I don't mean to silence you on your ideas of Rick and Morty, but we do kinda of have to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I do love Rick and Morty, I could talk about it for fucking hours. I think it's best if we move on because it's gonna result in a chasing Amy moment. So it's probably best <laughs> if we don't talk about it. So another instance where Liam is right and Christian is wrong. Alright, Lucas, what do you have on the agenda? <laughs> Um, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think uh, you've seen, you've seen that one episode, right? I've seen, I've seen maybe three episodes. Okay, of the yeah, because the first episode, you uh, we were at uh, Chris's place and we were like, let's watch an episode of Game of Thrones, and it was a guy's head exploded, and you're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I saw an, uh, one where a guy gets his dick cut off. Mm-hmm. Is that the same episode? I don't think it's the same episode. You, same you, season. You'll, you'll have to be more specific with that one. Ah, um, I mean, I guess. You never actually see anyone's dicks get cut off, but a lot of characters are eunuchs. There's a lot of lot of eunuchs in that show. Yeah, uh, like our good friend Theon. <laughs> Theon, Grey Worm, Varys, all of the Unsullied. There's ten thousand of them. Fuck. <laughs> There's so much shit going on in that show. You know, yeah, I, I mean, been... you and I have talked about it a million times, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm not particularly super inclined towards like fantasy, uh, fantasy and like medieval stuff. Medieval yeah. stuff. I do have some exceptions. You know, mm-hmm. like I really liked Stardust when we were watching it. I love Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. But like that really high fantasy kind of yeah. like, is hard for me. Well, yeah, in- interestingly enough, though, Game of Thrones at least starts out as very low fantasy. Mm. There is in, in the first season, magic is a myth. You don't really see any magic. You don't really hear about any magic. It's all background myth stuff that happened hundreds of years ago. And the second season gets a little more intense. Third season more, and oh, it's magic, guys. You know, I was gonna say I don't think we really see. If I'm remembering correctly, I've so to clarify, I've watched up to, uh, the, I've watched the five, the first five seasons, but I kind of fell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't really think you see any magic, magic until uh, Melisandre shows up. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Melisandre is the first sort of actual magic user, uh, in in the show. She's like a. A she priest. Gives, she, she gives birth to a shadow demon who murders somebody. No, neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You see, uh, I, like you'll have to give oh, me a quick... Oh, um, uh, yeah, fire priest, lady with red hair, red robes. Yeah, she looks kind of like... She, I can't remember her name. That's not um, Natalie Dormer. No, no she's... No, 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 she's, she plays uh, Marjorie. But she is... Man, Natalie Dormer is in the show. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Marjorie Tyrell, she plays... Uh, she's sort of a noble woman who really wants to be the queen. She marries, I think, three different men in the show... 
you know yeah. who's really pretty? Amelia Clark. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really you see, you see her really naked pretty. a lot of the show. Yeah, it, it's gone. That I don't the, think the she's pretty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm abstinent. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Christian. The, the amount of nudity in the show has actually fallen a lot from the first couple seasons. Yeah, now everybody's wearing armor because they want to protect their dicks. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of that also comes from uh, the crazy bra-burning feminist people complaining about the show. And also the actors not wanting to do any as many nude scenes. <laughs> I think that's a more relevant opinion. Because, than... like, uh, Amelia Clark was like, like, I'm okay doing nude scenes, but, like, I'm doing a lot of them. Can we slow it down? And the writers were like, yeah, sure. Well, also with, um, who is like, it? Sometimes uh, you just have to ask. Well, with, cause with Cersei, didn't they have to, like, import her over another body, or... Yeah, well, it was in her contract from the start that she doesn't do nude scenes. Yeah, because, like, I remember they were, like, there was that whole thing where they were talking about paying her a lot of money to do a nude scene. Mm -hmm. Well, like, it's, it's, the nude scene she does, uh, is not a sexual scene. Yeah, I know, it's like, isn't it, yeah, it's essentially, like, a shaming. Yeah. Literally, a nun walks behind her with a bell, goes, Shame! Shame! Bring on chitin! I haven't watched past that, but I've been told after that, Cersei just comes back with a new oh, fire man. in her heart. Cersei gets badass. She's evil. She's an evil cunt, but she's great. When, when, did you just say cunt? Maybe. <laughs> That's the first cunt on our show. That's three cunts, four cunts, five. Cunt. Six! But cunt, she, cunt, 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 cunt. She, she's, oh man, she gets so evil. Like, I don't want to spoil things, but she does something so great and so horrible, and a beautiful music piece of music plays over it. Does she Does she amazing. crush a guy's head with a dick? No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. But oh, that's something she would do. Dragon cock down the throat? Like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not trying in, to make fun of it. In, in, in the last... No, it's fine. In the last season, the writing has definitely gone downhill. Oh, yeah. It's still, a, it's still a lot of fun. Did you watch um, the... Was it the series finale... Or the season finale? Or was it the season um, premiere that that played in IMAX? Um, I did go see... Because one a, of the two an of them... episode on IMAX. Yeah, yeah. there was the finale. I, it was when they were like, fighting the wall. It was with the Battle of the Wall. With like the mammoths and whatnot. And... Mm, uh, all the giants and stuff. Um, I didn't... No, oh, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. That one and um, there was one other that they played two back to back. Can't remember which one. Wasn't it the one right after that? Cause yeah, it was. It was. I can't remember what exactly happened, but it's so yeah. There, there, there's uh, but despite the writing in the last couple seasons going downhill a little bit, they do have some absolutely amazing episodes. About an episode called "The Battle of the Bastards" is fucking incredible. I've heard it's great. Name. It's I've... amazing because it's the two commanders of the battle are both bastards. Or they think they're bastards. Anyway. Um, I was <laughs> and then the next episode, like, they're both directed by the same guy. And one of the running jokes was, one week he, uh, he directed Braveheart. The next week he uh, directed Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, I was going to ask Lucas, uh, mm -hmm. um, just because, like, uh, this is something every Game of Thrones fan asks another Game of Thrones fan. Uh, who's your favorite Game of Thrones character? Tyrion. Nice. Yeah, like, that's not... I like the midget. You know, yeah, I, that's Tyrion. I, I, I flip-flop between Arya Stark and Tyrion. Mm. So Arya, I think... I, I like Arya, but she's a little too much sometimes for me. But she's just like, I'm going to stick a sword through your eye and out the back of your skull one day. I'm like, okay! <laughs> this kid is like, hit girl, if she were in, if she were in, uh, in medieval. I got such a yeah. weird boner um, right now. She, uh, um, I also uh, know everybody hates him, but I, I love Littlefinger. I think he's just deliciously oh, yeah. conniving and oh, no, he sinister. Is. He's, he's evil. So, he's not around in the last couple seasons, though, as far as I know, right? Littlefinger? Yeah. He was in the last season. Okay. 
but that's I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. No, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember uh, one of my friends on Facebook was talking about it, and he's like, "It's been eight seasons. Sorry, it's been eight seasons, and thank God we got rid of this fucker." <laughs> Take season seven. That's a spoiler. Uh, uh, but, um, but eight that... se- season eight is coming out. Yeah, ne- next seventh season. year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, twenty nine. It's been it's been a year since Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's but it, it, that's what the, that's their kind of their production cycle, right? They take a year off to make nope. a show and then. No? It, it's been every year. Oh. Yeah. I remember when the show first came out. I, I started watching it like right as the first season was ending, and nobody was watching it yet at that point. Yeah. So I was like, I had a major hipster moment. I was uh, telling all my friends, you should watch Game of Thrones. It's great. And I describe it, and they're like, no, nah, it sounds like weird fetish porn, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> but now everybody's and, fucking and on it. And two years later, one of the same people who I had recommended to, they're like, hey, do you watch Game of Thrones? It's really good. I'm like, like do you fucking oh, know who yeah, I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. And I, I'm sitting there with all, all the books in my lap. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the next season comes out in 2019. Yeah. Um, and it's the last season. As it is the last It's only six episodes. Right. But the, each one is an hour and a half as far an as... An hour to an hour and a half is what I've heard, yeah. 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 All right, cool. Um, anyway, we should probably... Yeah, we should probably yeah, move was, on to our next episode. Okay, yeah, I've a lot got, of Game of Thrones. Sorry, I've got one that uh, Lucas and I could talk about for a while. Mm-hmm. Buffy. Oh yeah, I love Buffy. Buffy's the Vampire Slayer. The Vampire Slayer. The what does one. she do in that show? She slays vampires oh, shit. and sometimes demons. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and yeah. she punches a lot of people in the face. She does punch a lot of people in the face. Did you hear they're making a reboot of that? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Another thing where I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm not. It, if it, it's not going to be Buffy though, it's going to be a different Slayer, is what I heard. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, I've read, uh, or because uh, the show's been continued in comics. Yeah. And I have a. Uh, uh, all of uh, season eight at home. Yeah, you've like, oh, yeah. it's volumes one through four or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've like I think I read the first issue of season eight, and I just haven't. I don't, also I don't not really a read, comic book. Yeah, guy, I, I yeah. don't read many comics. I find them hard to get into sometimes. But um, I mean, a lot of the problem with the comics. Uh, we'll get back to the main show in a moment. Don't you fucking wait. But um, <laughs> uh, the uh, the problem with the comics is that uh, Joss. It's the mentality Joss Whedon always has when he continues something in comics, where it's. Uh, like, oh, we don't have to pay actors or sets or whatnot, so it just gets bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it kind of loses the whole, like, essentially what Buffy, Buffy always was a metaphor for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffy's um, just all about becoming an adult. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it. Basically. You know, everything in Buffy is a metaphor. Like, yeah, uh, every much. episode is a metaphor for something. And they're, 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 cycles. they're not very uh, subtle metaphors. <laughs> hey, can, 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 like, can I ask you, can I tell yeah. you a joke really quick? Sure. What does one lesbian vampire say to the other? What? See you next month. <laughs> uh, um, oh 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 oh! This is completely irrelevant to to uh, to to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I, I do have a joke for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I found an alien masturbating in my frizz the other day, right? mm. and I looked at him. and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he threw his hands up in the air and he went, "I come in peas." <laughs> Thanks, Christian. I let you talk about your show without <laughs> a bunch of interruptions. I had to do it. I'm sorry. It was on the tip of my tongue. But, well, and yeah. he was on the tip of my peas. <laughs> All right, then. But yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of. Joss Whedon, most of Joss Whedon's, Joss Whedon's shows in general. I'm looking forward to his next one. It's an HBO show. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, exci- should be I'm interesting. really interested for, mm-hmm. for it. Um, Did, has anything else came out of it? Uh, it came, come out about it, aside from the fact that it's an HBO show? I think they had a loose premise, but I don't remember what it, it was. Is it a sci-fi or whatever? I think it was sci-fi. Okay, that uh, doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No, he's, he's very into sci-fi and fantasy um, and stuff like uh, that. I um, I think the only thing no no in in your in your eyes was also sort of fantasy ish, but yeah he does a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Would you agree, Lucas? Because I've I've said this about Buffy ever since I first watched it. 
that Buffy is kind of like the perfect show for somebody to watch in her teens and like into her early adulthood. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly the age yeah. Buffy is throughout the entire show. Yeah. So yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, no, because I mean, I also like know thirty-year-old uh, dudes and thirty-year-old women who are like really into the show. Oh, and, I, yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I didn't I didn't watch it till I was twenty or nineteen actually. So yeah, about about the right age. Yeah, and I was in. I was in grade eleven when I, uh when I started watching Buffy. You were definitely younger than that. No, I would no, because I would have been. Because you have that that shirt that says "I slay, uh, I love Buffy" or fucking. I uh, it's an I heart Buffy shirt with a stake through the heart. Whenever Liam nice. wears it, I'm like, I slay Buffy. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I admit the first season is pretty rough it but it's almost <laughs> charming how rough it is pretty rough yeah I, that, that's it's, why i haven't watched it that's I, fair. I watched like maybe four episodes of the first season or like yeah, i can't do it the first season's uh not great if they did an abridged version of the first season and then i could watch from there on mm-hmm. and then i totally watch really it. in the end christian i could even write out a list for only four episodes you absolutely have to watch yeah <laughs> basically um but like yeah no there's even like a lot of stuff that was in that show that really i impacted or related with me in my personal life mm-hmm. like there were things uh going on in my life at that time that uh that really just struck a chord with me um and uh i also had this i've also realized this whole thing and i was actually talking to a guy at comic-con about it which is that um uh, i said like you know in my dreams i'm totally like spike but in my but in reality i'm a xander yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck i wish i understood what you're uh, talking about I mean, at least Lucas gets it. Yeah, They're smart I get it. people. <laughs> watch a show about a fucking teenage vampire. Fuck off. And you watch a show about an alcoholic. Uh... Yeah. Uh, highbrow snow. Technically, Buffy's not a vampire. She's a vampire slayer. So, you exactly. Know, there are no teenage vampires in the show. No, there is. No, there is. Uh, Harmony. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah, because, like, he doesn't remember that whole thing with Harmony where, like, yeah, she goes up and she comes back. and uh, Oh, man. Like, to a That's point a where when show. she came back, I was like, I forgot you were a character in this yeah. show. And then her and Xander have the best fight scene in the entire... Yes. <laughs> they just have a slap fight. Oh, That's great. Funny. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of the show is actually uh, a Xander episode, and that's where uh, he gets the Zeppo. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the episode's called the Zeppo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, clever. In fact, uh, seasons two and three are probably my favorite seasons. Mm. I think they strike the ultimate balance of like being really funny, but also being really dark. Oh, Liam, I think I think someone didn't like what you had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I really love season, season five, personally. I think Glory is the best villain of the It show. ran for seven seasons, right? That's yeah. what you were saying, because the, the, the eighth season was a comic book. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and they've done ten. Uh, I think we're on season 11 now in comics. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, because oh, wow. I'm pretty... I'm Pretty sure we're still going. There's also, uh, there's also a, uh, you know, the movie, the, the one that the show's essentially a reboot of. Yeah. There's also a comic book out to that, which Joss Whedon wrote based off his original screenplay. Oh. But again, he just had it turned into a comic book. But it's like an alternate reality yeah. kind of. Yeah, and it just ties more into the show. It's more like a on air. It's on more like an unofficial pilot for the show. Ah, fair. Um, sorry. Uh, moving on to like some more Whedon verse stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what else is there for Whedon verse? Angel, stuff? Firefly, and Dollhouse. Right, and, and you have seen all. I've of seen them? all of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really really like Angel actually. Yeah, see, I I, I think I, it's a little underrated. When personally. I was a kid, uh, Angel episodes would play on like like TBS or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would catch them every once in a while. I was a little too young for it, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a little hokey. If I had seen Buffy, I think Definitely I probably, hokey, I probably <laughs> would have appreciated it a little more. Mm-hmm. But um, so Angel is—it's a—is it a 
spinoff? Like it's it a, is it's a spin-off. obviously a spinoff, yeah. but is it a sequel or does it kind of take place in between um, seasons? Uh, most most of it kind of takes place like from I believe season one of Angel and season four of Buffy take place okay. at the same time, and it keeps going. Season five of Angel takes place after Buffy ends. Okay, yeah, like because mm-hmm. in us uh, at the end of season three, Angel is essentially off the show of Buffy, and he only comes back and like when they like they've done they did a crossover, I believe. I haven't really watched Angel, but mm-hmm. um, and then like he'll sometimes come back and make appearances. Right. But like from season three on, that's I'm, James Marston. No, that's James uh, James Marsters is Spike. <laughs> David Boreanaz is Angel. Hey, yeah. man, I don't know yeah. this stuff. Um, I'm learning. So, you know, David Boreanaz uh, has been consistently working on TV since uh, since Buffy season one. Yeah. He started Bones right after Angel ended. Bones recently ended. He got a new show. Um, he also <laughs> See, he's, like, got, he's like Nathan Fillion. I think. Yeah, pretty he much. He also almost got to be Batman. Cool. Uh, he yeah, was yeah. on the short list uh, when uh, the, um, Batman Begins was being made. Yeah, Angel. Angel is a lot like Batman. I don't like, know. Well, here's the thing. Like part of why I didn't really, vampire Batman. Why I didn't really get into uh, Angel um, is because uh, like, or why I didn't really start to watch it after Buffy is because like I never care. I wasn't a huge fan of the Angel character. I just thought he was like a little too like Twilighty. Um, you thought he was Twilighty before Twilight existed. <laughs> I didn't. I knew what Twilight was before I watched Buffy. So, mm. um, and it's like uh, I don't know. I mean, I love Evil Angel. I think Evil Angel is and jealous. Yeah, I think he's yeah. pretty sinister and kind of awesome. So yeah. Spike is the one who kind of looks like a demon all the time. Well, he's got like this like the greased back uh, blonde hair right. with the but long. But when he like weapon. turns like all vampire, that, that's what vampires, vampires do. do Angel that. does that too. Oh, okay, it's like the the furrowed brow and like the teeth and everything. But um, Angel, uh, again, season one doesn't really know what it wants to be yet. There's a really, really great arc with uh, Faith yeah. in season one. Um, no, Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in Angel, yeah. Yeah, because Faith is also in Buffy. She, that's yeah, she, uh, Allison she's, Hannigan. She's a, no, she's no, 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 um, Eliza Dishku. Yeah. Ah, yes. Allison Allison Hannigan, Hannigan is... Um, Willow. Willow. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on. No, that's okay. Uh, but it, it starts to find its stride in season two, and season three is also really good. Season four is... Uh, Let's not talk about season four. And then season five is great. Okay. It's genuinely really, well, really only good. Only five seasons? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm... then they, Joss Whedon kind of accidentally got it canceled. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, at the beginning of the television season, he's like, you know what? Tell us right now uh, if we are canceled or uh, if we are uh, picked up for another season. Because we want to know. And they're like, okay, you're canceled then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, every a lot of seasons of Buffy feel like uh, the season finale feels almost like a series finale. Because we yeah. was always scared of it getting canceled. Yeah. And Angel does that to an extent, too. Except for, I believe, the end of season three. It actually ends on a cliffhanger, which is odd for a Whedon show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, season five is season five is genuinely incredible. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Right on, right on. So uh, let's uh, let's move on to Firefly. I guess is the is the uh, more the more important of them. I've yeah. only seen half of Firefly, mm-hmm. so I've seen the first seven episodes. I still what I have seen, I'm like, this is fucking why don't awesome. You just, yeah. Why don't you just finish the show? You know, I don't know. You, you, you can go watch uh, <laughs> you know, some you know, shows it, a million times it, it, over. But, but here's the thing: I think it's one of those things where it's like I know it's going to be so good. That when I get to the end of it, I'm going to be like, why is it over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be upset about it. But from what I have seen, like, holy shit, is Mal the bomb. Yeah. Mal's like, he sweet. is so, good. so good. I think it's the second or third episode when they have those those guys board the ship and he just fucking kicks them into the, into yeah. the turbine. <laughs> yeah. And the, the way he does it, because uh, the bad guy gives, like, this big speech about, wherever you go, my blade will find you. And he's like... 
Darn. Yeah. <laughs> Kicks him, Kicks kick him into the fucking Captain turbine. Malcolm Reynolds, big damn hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Liam and I met Jewel State once, which was kind of oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun little tidbit. Not like it really holds any weight on whether or not the show's any um, good. She but. talks and acts just like Kaylee. Yeah. She's like very innocent and sweet and like... Yeah. Uh, but you know, a human being. Yeah, she's um, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, the funny Not thing... Not a character with, on a TV show. Yeah, well, the funny thing with uh, her is that uh, when she was casted on the show, uh, Whedon was like, you look way too pretty. Go uh, go uh, put on 25 pounds. Fucking... <laughs> what a weird thing to say in Hollywood, too. It's like, you're too pretty. Get fat. Um, <laughs> no, Kay- Kaylee is, like, the most lovable character on that show. She's adorable. Huh? She's like a bright ball of sunshine, basically. And, and Stephen Baldwin, what's his character? Or, no, it's, not, it's Adam, Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. Jane. Uh, Jane. Jane, yeah. yeah. He, he has an episode. Uh, did you see Janestown? Uh, I'm not sure. No, it's, to, it's great. They go to this town that's completely, uh, uh, sorry, they go to this town that, uh, um, where they farm mud, and Jane, due to a big misunderstanding from years ago, Jane is just considered, like, a public hero. Yeah, there's even a folk song about him and I everything. think I have seen yeah, that one. Yeah, it's pretty great. But uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious, but also, like, it has a huge impact on Jane as a character. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. All of the characters. I really love Shepard Book. Yeah, he's uh, I like Shepard mm-hmm. also. That's the doctor. Uh, no, 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 no. The, uh, the older, older fellow, the right. preacher. Yeah. Yes. Um, Played the, by Ron Glass. Right. Who sadly passed away. Yeah, I was gonna say sadly passed away a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, my obviously my favorite character character is Mal. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wash a lot. Um, because mm-hmm. oh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Alan Tudyk is just so likable. Uh, like, I love him the first episode where he has his dinosaurs he's just kind of playing with them. <laughs> uh, we will rule over this land. <laughs> and we will call it this land. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then uh, obviously River's great. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Summer Glau was probably my first, uh, like, Hollywood crush. Oh, yeah. Was she, point. like, 12 in that fucking show? No, she was, no. like, 17. Oh. No, who is, like, 12 in that fucking show? Who? Zach Efron. Wait, he, Zach Efron was he on he played, he played young Simon. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Damn. I didn't notice it till I showed my siblings, and both my sisters were like, that's Zach Efron. I'm Did like, you know oh. Matthew McConaughey was in Angels in the Outfield? Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. There's a fun little other fact. So yeah. Zach Did Efron. Did you know Jeremy Renner was an angel? I No. I've yeah, heard that, actually. You know Jeremy Renner played Jeffrey Dahmer? Really? That was his oh. first movie. Oh. And uh, welcome to Thunder. Welcome to Thundercast Fun Facts. And more degrees <laughs> of separation. Nathan Fillion was in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving on from Whedonverse, mm-hmm. uh, something I, I I believe you've seen it. I'm not sure, but Black Mirror. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh man. So Black Mirror is probably one of my favorite shows that's come out in the past decade or yeah, so probably even less incredible. than that it, it is absolutely astonishing mm-hmm. it's Every, some episode most most of the episodes before like season four are extremely depressing they're so sad oh, like like they're it's unbelievable how they're able to to handle such serious human emotion with such outlandish sci-fi yeah you know like um uh without like it's hard to talk about the show without saying too much yeah one thing i can say You've seen the whole series, hey? Yes. So the first episode, yeah. the prime minister of of, of, of of England, yeah, of England fucks a pig. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not the spoiler, <laughs> which is crazy to say for a show because yeah. that's the whole setup of the of the episode is that it's like you either fuck this pig or I or I do this thing. Yeah, and he's like, okay, guess I gotta fuck a pig on live TV. No, on everything. live TV, and so he fucks the pig. Not the spoiler. Yep. Right. I s- the other one, another one is like. Um, 
the the one where they force the guys to go the troll rob one. the bank. Yeah, the troll yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. Oh my god. That Yeah. They I could rob watch, a bank. I couldn't That's watch not the, the spoiler. I could not watch the show for a month after I watched that episode. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Oh man. Um it and then fucked me over. My favorite episode is Black Museum. The last episode oh, yeah. of season four. Um, it just sets up so much beautiful stuff and mm-hmm. then has such a great payoff. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing with, honestly, every single episode of the show. There's a yeah. couple that I'm a little like meh on, like like Crocodile is one where I'm like kind of meh on. That's oh, the yeah. one where, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, who kills a baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I That's literally the line. <laughs> I, I still to this day don't know why I haven't watched Black Mirror because like people have said like Liam, this would oh, be man. your shit. Yeah, this you'd love you'd it. Man. I think you would. Yeah. It actually, it actually is is fantastic. I, I, I my, really appreciate yeah. it. My personal two favorite episodes, I think, are two of the only episodes that have happy endings or happy-ish endings. That's uh, San, um, Junipero. San Junipero and uh, USS Callister. I guess that's a happy ending. Happy-ish. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said happy I love Hang the DJ as well. That was good too, yeah. yeah. Hang the DJ is a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Um, those are both of like the romance episode, but yeah. uh, USS Callister, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that a sci-fi one. I'd say that's moderately happy. Yeah, yeah. moderately. It's, it's yeah. like as happy as it could have ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, I just love the cameo at the very end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> King of Space. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's another one of those shows that I, I honestly think is it, it's 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 um it's something that I feel like a lot of people would really appreciate because there's, yeah. there's something in it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, if you like kind of like um, sci-fi or like even yeah. gritty TV, that's definitely one of them. Um, another one that I'm a really big fan of that I know neither of you have seen is Fargo. Um, oh yeah, I've, I saw the first couple episodes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan. It was shot here in town, shot here in Calgary. Um, really big pull for our film industry, so I appreciate it for that much. I also love the movie. So watching the, the the TV series and knowing that it's not technically a sequel, but it's a it's a in universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it has the best series premiere of any show ever. Okay. It it like the the opener is just absolutely outstanding, and then the first season finale, again one of the best season finales I've ever seen. Just the way that they they tell this story and they and they conclude everything. You don't have to watch the um, season one to have watched season two. You don't have to watch season two to watch right. season three. It's, it's, it's kind of like Black Mirror in that way. It's an anthology series, but instead of by episode, it's by season. Yeah, yeah, totally. The same thing with like um, American Horror Story or, right. yeah, or, yeah. or, or True Detective and mm-hmm. like that sort of vibe. Um, but uh, it's it's definitely a, 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 a television series that I, I strongly stand behind because of the fact that it is shot here in town and also the story is just so compelling. It's so incredibly compelling. Um, I, uh, oh, actually, fun fact about Fargo, in the first season when we were filming, I almost uh, got to be on the set of an episode. Yeah, totally. But it just didn't quite work out. Because uh, uh, I grew up, uh, where I grew up, we have this place called the Calgary Winter Club and a really good friend of uh, my mom's worked there and taught curling. Apparently the cast needed to learn uh, curling for an episode. So it was like, and apparently they were going to be filming something at the Winter Club also. Um, so my uh, mom and uh, drove me and my brother up, because uh, she's like, Billy Bob Thornton and Martin Freeman are going to be there. And I, and I kinda, <laughs> yeah, they're there in the first season. Yeah, and I got to be a little, I got a little excited, but then we got in and they just couldn't get us in. Mm, that's too bad. Um, but uh, so you guys gushed about Whedon for a little while, so I yeah. feel like I'll, t- I'll kind of take the floor on the next one. Go for um, it. I, I also really appreciate uh, Scrubs. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really I, like Scrubs. I know I've you seen, like Scrubs as well. I've I, seen episodes of Scrubs. I've never wa- really watched a lot of it, though. You know, there's a handful of shows that I've seen every single episode of multiple times, and Scrubs is one of them. Um, I think Scrubs is a great sitcom. Um, I thought you said you hadn't seen the last season. Oh, no, I watched it. Oh, okay. I've yeah, watched yeah. it once. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see it more than that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but outside outside of that, like, I've seen the rest of the series uh, a number of times. I think the season the series finale is really good um, mm-hmm. with JD walking down and seeing yeah, the, the things the playing out. Yeah, the season eight. Um, is really fi- yeah, I mean, that's the series finale, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> um, but um, I really like that one. And the same thing with The Office. Um, that's oh, another yeah, one of those yeah. shows where I've seen every single episode a million times. Okay. Uh, not literally, but I've seen Fun it a fact, number of times. Uh, the creator of The Good Place plays Moe's. He does. Yes, yeah. he plays Moe's. Dwight Schrute's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's very funny in, he in, in The Office. Apparently that was something never, he was sort of forced to do. I've never yeah. really watched The Office, but I know a lot of people that love and watch The Office a lot. It's, it's really good, man. It like, is good, it, yeah. it, it, I mean, definitely the last couple seasons are kind of meh, but everything up until the point that Michael leaves... Spoiler, not a major spoiler if you're if yeah. you fucking have ever watched TV ever before. <laughs> um, but up until the point that Michael leaves the show, it is just just comedy gold. And then Pretty the same much, thing yeah. with like Parks and Rec. That's another show okay. that I really appreciate. Um, I've only seen the series twice, but what I have seen, I did really appreciate. Um, yeah, those are just like kind of like my my. Uh, mockumentary yeah. <laughs> um, breakdown. I you believe Michael Schur actually worked on Parks and Rec as he well. He did, yeah. I believe he was one of the, the main writers or maybe yeah. a showrunner on it, but mm-hmm. I can't be too sure about that. Um, and then just two shows that I really want to mention real quick because we're kind of running out of time. we got about 10 minutes left uh, in the episode. Um, I really love a show called Sliders, which was... Okay. I have seen episodes of Sliders. It was a show from the 90s. Uh, it stars Jerry O'Connell. Um, and it's about a group. It's a, it's kind of a prelude to Rick and Morty in a sense. So um, what the show is about is about these. Uh, Jerry O'Connell is a scientist. He's an inventor, and he creates a, a remote that allows him to build portals to alternate dimensions. Okay. Um, and each episode takes place from the advantage or the the the, the perspective of a different universe. So they are trying to slide their way back home. It ran uh. for about five or six. I think it was five seasons. You really only need to see the first three. Everything after that is kind of shit. Um, but the, the, the first couple seasons are, are really, really, really good sci-fi. You know, there's there's one episode. The very first episode, they slide into a universe where communism was never abolished. Interesting. So everyone's a communist. There's one where they never invented penicillin. So they bring a sickness in and everyone's sick. There's one where um, um, feminism it became a lot more prevalent than than what it is now and like hillary clinton is the president instead of yeah. instead of bill clinton because it took place in the 90s yeah um, <laughs> and then there's there's an episode where magic is a thing and like the the allu- it's not literally magic it's like the illusion of magic mm. um but uh it, it is a little hokey <laughs> it's this show from the 90s i think it started in 96 and ran until about 2001 or something like that but uh, I remember watching it with my dad when I was a small boy, 
and just like he'd be like, "Want to watch sliders?" And that's not what my dad talks about. Like, but he's like, "You want to watch sliders?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I do!" And I was like six years old, saying, "Fuck." Um, <laughs> but he'd, he'd put it on, and we'd 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 sit there, and that was like our show together. Same thing with the uh, um, but sliders. Honestly, I feel like the both of you would actually, I, Lucas. I think you would really enjoy I thought, it. I think I would too. Um, I, it's a. It used to be on Netflix, no longer on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I mean, I'd catch episodes when I was a kid because they'd kind of just be on and rewatch runs or yeah. like uh, just on. And it's it's very like I said it's very stupid but it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and another show that I, I think is really worth mentioning and I really want to get it out there before we run out of time is Red Dwarf. Oh okay. Which is a BBC show um, based off of a series of books by Grant Naylor and shit I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but anyway it's a it's a series about a, uh, a mining crew or a mining ship that's navigating through space. And the main character named Doug Lister, um, he gets reprimanded reprimanded for bringing a cat on board. And he gets um, placed in a solitary confinement thing or a, or a cryostasis uh, uh, cell. And he uh, is frozen. But as he's frozen, in the process, the ship experiences a, a neurotoxin leak and everybody dies. Oh. So Except for him. Oh. And so he wakes up, and it's about 100 million years later, because now the, it's safe for him to come out. He was only supposed to be in there for about uh, 100 days. And so he comes out. To him, no time has shifted, but it's been 100 million years. And, he, and, and uh, there's a character named Holly, who is the, the ship's um, uh, AI, and his best, well, best friend, I say that very loosely, but the only other human being is a hologram um, who is his ex-roommate who hates him fucking absolutely <laughs> hates him and the cat that he had originally um, managed to survive the, 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 the leak the neurotoxin leak or the radioactive leak and ended up becoming a human like a, a, a humanoid a uh, anthropomorphic human cat um, whose name is Cat um, <laughs> this is rem- reminding me a lot of Final Space yeah, it's kind of yeah, totally. And then there's also a robot, um, and the robot comes on in later seasons. And then the, it just gets wacky and really oh, silly. Yeah. It's a BBC show, so it's super fucking silly. Yeah. And there's this one episode that's an homage to Alien, which is really good. But what it does is it like it, you know how an alien, uh, the alien has like a, the tentacle mouth, mm-hmm. like the the double mouth. What this does is it shoots things onto your head and like sucks onto your 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 scalp. And then gives you really good memories and makes you feel really, really positive and good. <laughs> but you're, it's, it's sucking your life force out of okay. you while it's doing so. Interesting. Anyway, I, those, those are two shows that I watched a lot when I was, when I was really young that I really wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Is there anything else here that we want to kind of talk at length of? What else did you we, have on your list? Uh, the only other thing I have on my list is uh, we touched on it earlier, but... Both of them and I are huge fans of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes, yes, yes. We touched on it a little right. bit, and we've talked about it in previous uh, episodes as well, so we'll probably hopefully keep this Yeah, short. please, please give this a, a very... Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to give you guys a little it, bit of time. To I still it. argue that it's probably the greatest animated series that's ever been made. It's like the Star mm-hmm. Wars of animation. Yeah, it is my favorite show of all time. It's high on my list. It was on there for a while, but then Firefly came along, and then mm-hmm. uh, my favorite shows kind of sw- uh, switch... Uh, uh, like yeah. my, my favorite show now is Cowboy Bebop, but I'm not going to get into that one. Um, <laughs> but like uh, um, with Avatar, uh, so I didn't watch it as it was airing. Neither did I. Um, I saw it, I started watching it a little bit before the movie came out. 
mm. because I saw the trailer, and at the time I was still on the defense side of Shyamalan. Mm. Um, and uh, so I was like, well, I might as well brush up and watch the show. And I, and I instantly became immersed. Like, I'm pretty sure I watched yeah. the whole... I pretty much, I'm pretty sure I watched the whole first season in a day. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. My, my, cousin, uh, my cousin Brandon was a big fan of it while it was airing. And he was always telling me, you gotta watch the show, you gotta watch the show, you gotta watch the show. And I was like, no, I'm an enemy adult now. I don't want to watch cartoons. I don't like enemy. Yeah, enemy's stupid. And then uh, 10 years later, uh, I finally watched it. And then I, I texted him, like, dude, this is the greatest show ever. I mean, you're like, he's like, finally? You finally watched it? <laughs> Man. Yeah. I mean, it has, uh, what is it? It has everything I love in good, in good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it has great characters. It has, uh, it has a great story. It has ama- wonderful moments. It has a lot of, like, as amazing humor, but also a lot of, like, pathos and, like, really, and just really thoughtful ideas. Yeah, and one of the, one of the episodes specifically has a way more nuanced and thoughtful take on revenge than basically any other movie I have ever seen. Revenge of the Jedi? Uh, <laughs> it's called The Southern Raiders. And oh, like, yeah, that's a great episode. It's my favorite episode of the show. And, but like, uh, basically it comes to the conclusion that sometimes you just can't forgive people. That's not necessarily right, but it's just kind of how it's it human. is. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's not even that it's right. It's like, because Avatar talks about right and wrong a lot, but it's also almost very abstract. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's never really... I mean, like, fire, the Fire Nation, obviously bad, but they go into it that, like, just because you're from that nation, you're not a bad person. Yeah. You're just kind of on a... a you're just kind of in part of a frowned-upon society at the moment. Yeah, and it really, really looks closely at, like, pacifist ideals. And especially in, like, the final four episodes when Aang is a, is a pacifist, except for, like, self-defense and stuff... And then Zuko uh, asks him, like, okay, if you're, if, if you're against taking lives, what are you going to do when you fight the Fire Lord? Yeah, like and, and he spends four episodes, like, like thinking about it, that, contemplating yeah. and talking to his past lives and stuff like that. And they come to a really, really, I think, poignant uh, conclusion to that. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not crazy about how it all wraps up in the end, but, like, the thing with Avatar is that it was never just about the getting to the ending. It was about these characters and these moments and their journey yeah. getting there. Like, um, again, I have some, like, I have some clones of how it ends. I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, I think, but, that, but, like, who cares? Yeah. It's like, uh, the whole argument with Terminator 2, where it's like, oh, if a Terminator, uh, uh, jump, uh, went, uh, destroyed the last traces of Skynet, then Kyle Reese could have never gone back to Father John. It's like, who cares? The yeah. show was too good for one thing, for just one, uh, negative to just, to yeah. bring uh, for one negative to bring it all down. Yeah, yeah I'm totally. also a big fan of the sequel series Legend of Korra, yep. which I it's, still have not watched. It, it, it is probably the one thing I'm going to say about it is it is probably the only Nickelodeon show ever to feature an on-screen murder suicide <laughs> and a lesbian couple. As far and as a lesbian couple, yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, right. it's it's implied. Yeah, um, like uh, unless you count Cat Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like uh, I mean like just there's not really. All the characters I don't like. You're supposed to not like. If yeah. cat dog um, kills cat dog, like if, if like let's say if uh, the dog kills the cat, is that a murder suicide? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Go on, Liv. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, there's not a character I uh, I don't like, or at least ones that I'm not supposed, but I'm that I hate, but I'm supposed to like. Like, um, I mean, like, well, my favorite's obviously Uncle. I love Uncle. Iro is just. He warms my heart. Jackie! Oh, wait, no, right, no, right no. that's right, that's Grandpa. Like, <laughs> and he has a moment in season two, I believe, that just It's heartbreaking. It's so sad. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I also love Toph. 
uh, really quiet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, sorry, it's like I'm getting sorry. I'm getting goosebumps talking about the show because <laughs> Top like, is great. You know, it's uh, one of my favorite jokes. Top is blind, and at one point they're flying through the air, and she sees with her feet, with her earth bending. She like senses vibrations, and that's how so she, she sees. So whenever they fly, she's completely blind. Yeah, and they're flying through the desert looking for something. And they can't find it. And then Toph, at one point, is just like, hey, there it is. And everyone goes over there, and they're like, where, where, where? And she's like, that's what it'll sound like when one of you guys find it. I know there's also, like, a lot of, like, culture. Obviously, there's a lot of cultural stuff in there, but there's also a lot mm. of history stuff in there that I didn't learn about until recently. Like, uh, the whole library thing. I've been told that it ties into something with Alexander the Great. Like, um, like the Library of Alexandria? Yeah, like where yeah, it was kind of destroyed and lost. That's kind of what I assumed, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I wasn't, that was one thing of Alexander the Great I didn't know a whole lot about. Okay. He named, um, like, 15 cities after himself and one after his horse. So. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know that much. <laughs> Ophelia? Um, Is that the name of the horse? Ophelia? I can't, I can't remember oh. the name of his horse. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Avatar, great show. Christian, get off your lazy ass and watch it. Or get yeah. on your lazy ass and watch it. Yeah, I get because I have to sit. I'm not gonna stand up and watch this fucking show. You know. gotta bike while you watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll curl while I'm watching television. Uh, like I'll do curls or like I'll do push-ups or. That's not fucking true. I've watched you watch TV. <laughs> when I'm a home, you don't know what I do when I'm home. Also, how do you know you don't? How do I've you also, know I don't I've know also, what you do when I've you do it? I've also been to your apartment. I've that have not seen any exercise equipment. There. Yeah, there's nothing. Have, no, we I, recorded in Liam's apartment. We have all seen Liam's apartment. I have weight. I do have uh, weights in the house. Liam, a katana mm-hmm, sure. sword does not count as a fucking weight. Yeah, you're okay, fair, but it does make an amazing spatula. <laughs> all right, all right. So this has been our conversation about television. Uh, television. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was very good. Yeah, it was I th- fun. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, I love talking about TV. We'll probably have a TV part two later on in the probably, future. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot on this list that we didn't get a t- get a chance to talk about, like mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series for one. Daria. Um, Daria. Community we didn't talk about. We, we talked yeah. about Freaks I, I and also, Geeks is yeah. a really good uh, one. Yep. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks Freaks is great. And Geeks I also really, really love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know if yeah, you guys totally. have seen that. Yeah, totally. We didn't really talk about Breaking Bad, but we, no, mentioned, yeah, we mentioned it. No, yeah, we mentioned it, yeah. Um, that sort of stuff. But there's a ton of shows out there that, I mean, obviously television is still a viable way of consuming media. Yeah, I think television is at its... I personally think television is at it's one of its highest points right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. Like, cool. I really want to watch Maniac. Oh, yeah, 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 with Emma Stone and uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, like, it looks really good. Yeah, um, anyway, so, yeah, this has been our uh, this has been our retrospective of some of our favorite television shows. We're going to end on a, another one of our missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this week, um, you've seen the film or know of it. Now you see me. I know of it. All right. Why didn't they call the, se- the sequel Now You Don't? <laughs> that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's called Now You See Me Too. Like fucking missed opportunity. Yeah, really. That's yeah. that's the legit missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could have done it. The people who made that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know what's not? On that note, I'm gonna give you one that's not a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. A goofy movie. An extremely goofy movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss the opportunity yeah, there. That's true. Or At like, any rate, like, die hard too. Die harder. Die harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. I love it. At any rate, this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya.